Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Take me to the volcano! It's really called this. You have to ask for the vinegar with the mother in it. Oh, come on. Quick I need, no. Seriously. Maybe Bed Bath & Beyond. I don't know. I don't know if we'll have enough time. But uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Alright folks, this is part two of episode number 124. We talk about the Knicks, we talk about the Islanders, John Tavares, we talk about the NFL playoffs, and we cap it off with some talk about the Oscars. So check it out, ready to unload with Count Stampede, episode number 124, part two. Alright, uh, we got uh, three more things to talk about, if we choose to. It is our choice. One is uh, the Knicks. Give me, Nick. yeah, I'm going to be quiet. You give me uh, a little bit on the Knicks. What do you want to hear? I want to hear the state of affairs. They're a quarter of the way into the season. I saw that Carmelo got suspended for the Honey Nut Cheerios thing or whatever. That was interesting. Um, are they, uh, what What kind of team is this? How they, are you, no, 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 strike that. How are you feeling about watching a lot of basketball? Because it seems like you are. I am. I love it. I love it. I've I've kind of rediscovered basketball, and I've been I had been away for over a decade. Tell me why from the NBA. Tell me why I should be watching this Knicks team. Couple reasons. Number one, well, why you should be watching the Knicks team? Yeah. Why Why should I be watching the Knicks? Well, I, I was going to say that I got back into it because of. Tell me why hockey, you got back right. Well, hockey, hockey boys. Hockey. But tell me why you're watching the Knicks. Why am I watching them? Because what do you like? They were very successful early on, and it just kind of like you, you stick with it because they were so good in the beginning. Um, Carmelo Anthony is is playing better than any Nick I can ever remember. Wow, that I can remember. Bernard King. I don't remember Bernard King. <laughs> Not familiar with his work. Um. But I think he's playing better than, than Patrick Ewing ever played. Okay. so He's, he's taking over games and, and dominating. The problem with that, though, is they seem to live and die by, by Mello. Right. I could call him Mello now. <laughs> You're on. You guys are tight now? I've I've watched parts of every game, so. Okay. All right. So, so uh, Exhibit A is uh, Carmelo Anthony's play, his MVP little run here. Exhibit B is Tyson Chandler, who... Fans of the 90s New York Knicks, it's like watching Charles Oakley again. Okay. Watching this guy play. I like and that. He he just gives, he leaves it all on the court every night. Cliche, but I'll accept way. it. Right, I'll accept it. Um, Is he giving 110% or? He's giving 110%. He's thanking the good Lord above. Great. Right. Uh, he's taking it one game at a time, mostly. Well, how else can you take him? There's no other way. Nope. And but seriously, he's, he's really he's like the heart and soul of the team. Yeah, I like him. I do. I you can know? see that. And 
here's the surprising thing, and we, we were talking to our buddy, Dr. E. Ray Stat, the other night about this, is, ha- and he, you know, diehard Knicks fan. He's much become a Knicks guy. Yeah, shocking. Much bigger Knicks fan than, than us. Yes. Can't believe how much he's grown to like J.R. Smith. Yeah, not his kind of player. Just a complete erratic guy, but he's very reminiscent of John Starks. He just shoots and shoots and shoots and shoots, and if he misses, he doesn't care. He shoots again. And there's just, you know... Well, I sure hope he goes two for 22 in a big spot. That'll be yeah, fun. Well, I hope not. You're very you're, you're very snarky about the Knicks. <laughs> I can't help but notice. Sorry. You're I, right. I, I there's, know a, there's a little bit there. Look, I was I was in the same boat as you with my opinion of the NBA. And I'm not really an NBA guy because I'm not going to go watch, an, and I'm not going to go watch a Timberwolves Grizzlies game. No. Ever. No. Never. Gonna <laughs> but I will watch the Knicks. So I, you know, I'm I'm more of a Knicks fan than a basketball fan right okay. now. Okay. And it's just, and there are winning. I'm I I'm drawn to a winning team in New York. Right, and I feel a little justified because there was a, there was a debate over the summer which way we were going to go. Were we going to switch over to Brooklyn? Right, and I stuck with the Knicks, and I feel like wow, I, I might have made the right choice for once. They rewarded you for it, maybe early on. Okay, but fun team to watch. So the Celtics game the other night was uh, was all that. It was playoffs. It was it was intense. It was back to the '90s. It was physical. It was yeah, uh, very big physical. shots. It was it was a true rivalry game. Okay. Um and, and Kevin Garnett got inside. That was the one thing that you didn't like to see is that yeah. KG got in Mello's head. Yeah. Got all up in his grill. Don't use the uh don't don't no, do that. No. We're not doing that either. No, no. Okay. Kevin Garnett played a little mind games with Carmelo Anthony. He sure did. Which doesn't and, seem to be that difficult to do. No, no. With Carmelo. And then Carmelo was looking for him after the game in the in the locker room. And out by the bus, and this was, you know, they redid Madison Square Garden. Sure. The summer for the second. New drapes, throw pillows. Yeah, you know, they classed it up a little bit. It looks delightful. But what they did, apparently, was they have the, the locker rooms on the opposite side of where their benches are. Okay. So if you're looking, if you're watching the game, and you're looking at it from left to right, the Knicks bench is on the left, the visiting team's bench is on the right. But then behind the benches, underneath the stands where the locker rooms are, the locker rooms are on the opposite sides. So what would happen is at the end of the game, you'd have to cross paths on the court in order to get to your locker room. So there's a lot of criticism about how the Knicks, or not the Knicks, but how the Garden, when they renovated, really were short-sighted in that area. Okay. Um, there was also complaints about season ticket holders. They wanted to be closer to the Knicks bench, and that's yeah. another reason they didn't do it. But what it led to was Carmelo just kind of sneaking out behind the Knicks bench, and he was right by the Celt. He was at the Celtics locker room instead of the Knicks locker room after the game. Oof. So interesting. Yeah. Didn't They're for real. They're for real, though. Okay. They're playing the uh, the Pacers tonight. Another, you know, just the little bit that I saw before before we went on. Another like ninety style defensive, ugly, physical game. Carmelo Anthony was suspended for this game. Yes. They lost. Because they play the Bulls tomorrow. Play the Bulls tomorrow. But right. they lost 81-7. That's two in a row now. They've lost to Eastern Conference foes. So you could be worried about that, right? Well, you might yeah. be worried. 
Well, I mean, they got off to such a blazing start. And now they're like what twenty three and fifteen or something like that. Twenty three and twelve. Twelve, yeah. Still, um, I mean, still uh, only a game behind the Heat in the Eastern Conference. Right. But yeah, they're old. They're old. Well, this is why you, I mean, you got Marcus Camby, you know, Rasheed Wallace is hurt, but you got guys, those old guys, to get you through like four or five games this year, right? Well, at one point. Minutes in those games. At one point, the five on the floor were um, Kurt Thomas, Marcus Camby, Jason Kidd, uh, Chris Copeland. You probably don't even know who he is. I've heard of him. Play drums for the police. That's he was. That's I believe we're looking for Stewart. Uh, and uh, and J.R. Smith. So you you had predictably Camby left the game with an injury. Did he really? Yeah, he did. <laughs> Rashid Wallace is out with an injury. And now they're looking into bringing in Kenyon Martin from Denver. Yes, I saw that. I saw they were investigating Kenyon Martin. Old it's 1997 team. all over again at the Garden. Oh. So, you know, we've been talking about how we used to love the 90s Knicks. Well, they're, they're bringing they're them back. back. They're back. Uh, all right. That's fair. I'll accept all of that. Knicks, time to start watching. Let's not get crazy. Put a, put a quarter on or, or something and just watch. I'll tell you why it's not time to start watching. Tell me why. I know you. Tell me why. Because the NHL is back, my friend. It is. And a week from tomorrow or from Saturday night, we'll be watching the New York Islanders. 48-game season. How do you feel about this, Steve? I'm ecstatic. I can't wait. Can't wait. Never have I. I haven't been this excited for a hockey season in a really long time. And it's been growing. My my and my rekindled love affair with hockey has been growing as yours with basketball has been. Why why have you had a rekindled love affair with hockey? I think it's because I can watch an entire game, like a regular season, like game seven. I can watch the whole game. Yeah, it's a quicker game. It's just it's just a more enjoyable watch for me. It just is. How did you feel about the lockout? It's it's uh, I I didn't you know we we have uh, Kevin Greenstein who's a great friend of ours and writes a great hockey blog and he wanted to come on or I had asked uh, had asked him if maybe he wanted to come on and talk about the lockout and stuff and you know we both agreed to have him on when they were actually playing. Like once football is over, we'll have Kevin on. We've had him on the show before. He's great uh, to talk about hockey and stuff. Because I didn't want to get into the minutia. I didn't want to get into the details of of another labor dispute. Where are the owners right? Are the do they have a right to this? Do the players have a right to that? Like I got into some of the details of the the grievances on both sides. I don't. I didn't care. I just wanted them to play. Like, I really didn't care. Like it, it wasn't like a football lockout or. I, you know, where I could say, oh, it's ridiculous, it's a $9 billion industry, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure the the owners were being idiots. I'm sure the players were being unrealistic in some way, shape, or form. I didn't care. I just wanted them to play. Just That's fix it. Just play the season. That's interesting. I, don't, I, don't, I, I didn't want to see the guy behind the curtain at all. All right. You know, I just want you to play. Just play. That's it. Um, but... Uh, I'm ecstatic. I can't wait. Can't wait. 48 game season. The Islanders uh, have a great young team. I'm doing fantasy hockey, Cal. Nice. Doing fantasy hockey. Cool. Haven't done fantasy hockey in seven years. 
I just I I'm very excited. I'm 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 back and the capper to all of it was the Islanders announcing they'll be moving to Brooklyn. Right. So that whole thing of the insecurity about not having a hockey team to root for and they may leave and they may be gone and I can't should I even invest my time in watching them because they may leave and I may be left without a team. I know this sounds awfully whiny, but it's never happened to me and I don't want it to happen to me. <laughs> so I'll stop whining like a little, you know, jerk. A baby. Like a baby, big baby. Who brought the baby? And uh and that cloud has been lifted. That that you know, that insecurity has been has been taken away. So uh with that with all of that I am back with hockey. I am just hockey is going to become uh some people's basketball. It's and you my, know, it's my third sport. It's your third sport. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It'll it'll be my third sport again too. I just I'm having a hard time reconciling the fact that I'm happy that it's back, but I'm really angry at the owners for what they did. And I right. feel like I feel like a, I feel like a sucker. Yeah, like, no, I'm over it. No, no, I don't care. You fixed it. It's fine. You guys only make like fifty bucks a year anyway. Like I, I don't care. Like it's not a big enough league where I can be like, well, the owners don't have a leg to stand on. You know, it's not like they're trying to divvy up a nine billion dollar pie. You know, these these are guys making losing. You know, twenty, fifteen million dollars a year, twenty million dollars a year. Not that I'm saying they're right. I'm just saying I didn't care. Just fix it fix it. Oh, one more thing. Yeah. One other reason that I'm uh I hate all in. I'm not going to use it. One other reason that I'm so looking forward to hockey season is it's the only you're talking about you're rooting for the Knicks and they're winning and you're actually getting to root for winning New York team. Uh-huh. I have a similar uh uh reasoning for the Islanders. How many times have I lamented the fact that I don't have a – we don't have a, a Strasburg. We don't have a Harper. We don't have an RG3. We don't have an Andrew Luck you know, to root for on, on those teams, on the Mets and the Jets and stuff. We got one. Islanders have got one. Yeah, they did legitimately. Islanders are the only team that I root for that has a kid who has the who is a budding superstar and has the potential to be a top five player in the league. I, you may not – He's. I think he's past budding. Steve. Yeah. No. I. I. I would his agree. Fourth year in the league. I think the All Star game last year was his coming out party. You know, he's going to be twenty, all of twenty two or twenty one during the season. Um, this is his third year. Last year was his second year. This is his third year in the league. Um, sure about that. Yeah. Um, but either way, we have that's our Andrew Luck, that's our Strasburg, that's our Harper. Um, so. I don't have another team that has that, so I'm going to watch the team that does. Um, and just again, Elwood's very, very angry. Again, he has tweeted at me. He did? What did he say? He said, nice you have time for this DVD talk and not my call about the Pacers game with the Knicks. Oh. One, right. Two, Pacers, one, Pacers are playing the Knicks, four. too. He's I very upset. Elwood, Elwood. He's very upset. Well... I, I, I'm trying to tell him, man, why so angry, you know? We're just trying to get a lot of stuff done. I mean, we're not really a true call-in show, man. I mean, we love you, but, you know, we, we, we're not a true call If you want to call back, Elwood, call back. You know what? Call I, I think he should call back. We got a couple minutes. 
Yeah, callback. And, and it's appropriate because the Pacers did play the Knicks tonight. That's right. And, of course, we could talk about Andrew Luck and his end of the season. You know what, Elwood? If you're still listening, give us a callback. And we'll go and we'll take the fun load into overtime. And there goes our tight. That's all right. Hour, 20 minutes. That's all right. And we, we'll break it up into two parts. You can uh, them, tell them. While we're waiting for Elwood to call. By the way, uh, this is his fourth year, John Tavares. Is it? I apologize. Yeah, he's... 2009-2010, the first year. Okay. 54 points, 24 goals, 30 assists. Right. Second year, 29 goals, 38 assists, 67 points. And then last year, 31 goals, 50 assists, 81 points. Wow. I think he's, I think he's, at, he's, he's arrived. I, you, you're absolutely right. I think. But. I had no, I had no idea. I, I don't know why was I missing a year in there? Very odd. Uh, but he's a superstar. I love him. Do we do we need to talk about the Jets for a minute? Do we need to talk about the press conference? The GM search goes on. I think we. You. No, I'm good. Okay. You know what I you know what I said. I said I wanted them. I thought coming out of that press conference that they're never going to be reported on where it's not considered a circus. Um, as long as Rex Ryan is in the building. Uh, I'm I'm not embarrassed to be a fan of the Jets. I never am. There's 31 other teams I could root for. Um, but I will say this: I'm not pleased with the direction of the team at all. That's you. You couldn't be more fair. Not pleased as, with the direction. as a fan of the team. I get what Rex Ryan was trying to say. He was trying to say that for this time, these four years. He has been reluctant to have a modern offense uh, because his first year they needed to have a ground-and-pound game-controlling offense, and he just kept going with it because his defense is so good. He's afraid of turning the ball over. That's what he meant by implement his philosophy on the on the offense. And he said as much in, ES, in the ESPN radio interview later on in the day, Cal. He said, I've held the team back because I was uh, I didn't want that sort of offense. I didn't accept that that's the sort of offense that basically needs to bring the offense into 2012 and not run the offense from the 86 Bears. It doesn't work. You can't be afraid to turn the ball over. You can't be afraid to have an open offense and an aggressive attacking offense because the other one does not work unless there's a perfect confluence of events and you have a perfect team for it. The other way does not work. And you sell the team back. That's why you have personnel on that offense like you had last year or lack thereof. Because he treated the offense like, just don't turn the ball over. Right. And we'll win. Never mind having playmakers. Never mind being aggressive. Never mind any of that. And he and he admitted that he realizes that. He needs a modern offense. Does that mean he can implement it? No. Does that mean he's ever going to be a complete head coach? No. No. Doesn't mean any of those things. I'm not convinced he's going to be. And as long as he's in the building, whether they're a circus or not, they'll be covered as one. So that's where I am with the Jets. They're continuing. I think they're doing a no stone unturned type of thing with the GM. I don't think they're panicked. These are all first time GMs, by the way. All these all these candidates that are turning them down and oh, they're first tier candidates. We don't know anything about these guys except the organizations that they come from. None of them have been GMs before. Ever. 
why is Dave Caldwell going to be a great GM? Because of where he worked? We don't know. It's a complete crapshoot. The best you can do or say is that this guy's a personnel guy and this guy's maybe more on the financial side. And the Jets should get a personnel guy. Otherwise, it's a crapshoot. These guys have never been... It's not like they're bringing in Mike Ongren here. These guys have no track record. Oh, the Jets are missing out on this candidate or that candidate. No, they're not. Because you don't know if the guy's going to be any good at his job. Gamble was supposedly such a great candidate, and he interviewed terribly, apparently. Yeah, it's weird. So, I wonder what happened there. Again, it's a crapshoot. You don't know what these guys are going to be. No idea. I tell you, you know who the most qualified guy they've interviewed is? The guy from Canada? That's right. Pop? He's the most accomplished guy that they've interviewed. He's a legend. He's an. I would have no problem if they hired this guy. None. He's a legend. The NFL teams have been trying to get him for three or four years. He's yeah. a legend. Well, he's been with the Alouettes for like his entire. Please. I'm and, open to it. And this notion that Rex Ryan is picking the GM is nonsense. It's nonsense. Yeah. He said himself on, on Monday after the press conference on ESPN that he doesn't even know what his involvement in the process is. They haven't told him yet. He said, if anything, it'll probably be to meet him at the end. It's just, again, as long as he's in the building, I think his time is up here. But I don't have a choice. There. Holy That's him. I guess Elwood's not going to call back. Well, Elwood, we apologize. Hopefully we can talk Here's, to you three, pal. Well, the problem, I think, is that he went, he was at the Knicks-Pacers game tonight. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and he was How really excited. How are we excited. supposed to know that? Well, if we had a producer. Oh, boy. I'm just going to throw him under the bus. Wow. He was at the Knicks-Pacers game? That's From what I can tell, yes. Why didn't you say so? I don't know. Oh. He, he was. He was just came back from the Pacers game. <laughs> How are we supposed to know that? Anyway, you should have heard what he called you on hold. I'm not sure you love that. Time for the fun. Good thing I got the fun loose song in there. What did he call me? Callan. You mean I'm funny? How am I funny? Um, <laughs> well, you tell a story. It's funny. You tell a story. That's. I don't think that movie's quoted nearly enough. Oh wait, no, no, oh, strike shit. that. Wait, 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 no, no, strike that. Reverse it. I, I don't that, care for good fellas. I think that movie's quoted entirely too much. Do you quote that movie a lot, Cal? We don't do a lot of movie quotes from that. Me and you. No, I think because it's quoted too much. I think so too. I think it's subconscious that we just don't use that one. I agree. I prefer that gangster show that Ken Wall used to do. What was that one called? It was in Vegas. Wise Guy. That I like. I enjoy a wise guy, not so much with the good fellas too much. Too much they do with that. I <laughs> all right. <laughs> Tonight on the phone load my mother. Right. Tonight on the phone load my Aunt Tilly. <laughs> Ken Wall was so nice. He's handsome. You could tell he was a nice man. You knew. <laughs> I, do, I wouldn't think. I wouldn't think that Joe Pesci's a nice man. What happened to his career, at Ken Wall? Ken Wall 
went on to make innumerable um, TV movies for, like, the, the lesser cable networks. Like Lifetime? Uh, but I, but it, it, like Sci-Fi 2 and... and, and oh, was Sci-Fi a lot of, 2? No, like Sci-Fi also, and he was in oh. a lot of crime dramas, and he would turn up as a detective who would fall in love with the pretty lady. Uh, those kind of... Yeah, a lot of Lifetime, TBS. Hey, it's a living. Thing. Sure. It's a living. Gets it. Pays the bills. Remember, it's a living. Of course, Angelian. Angelian. Yeah. We all remember um, Angelian. People of a certain age. Hey. Here's Angelian brings me to here. Did you guys catch the the Michael Keaton WTF? Yes. Oh man. Not yet. Oh, if you listen to one WTF this year. Oh my. Please. The story, he told a story about how he came up with Beetlejuice. Yeah, it's fantastic. It was amazing. It really, just a, just a down-to-earth, honest. But he was, he was how you would expect Michael Keaton to talk. That's exactly right. Yeah. Right? But it just, uh, the, the best I could think of it, Peach, like the best description was, he gets it. And he gets every bit of it. He gets being a movie star. He gets that he's just an actor and that he is an actor. Like, he just gets every bit of it. It's just so good and funny and properly self-facing. And, and, I just and, saw Mark Maron in a movie. What, what movie? Uh, Sleepwalk With Me. Oh, is that right? With uh, oh, Mike the Birbiglia. Birbiglia. The Birbiglia yeah. movie. Right, right, right. That, it's it's a very funny movie. Marin's show looks interesting to me. The TV show? Yeah, he's got a TV show coming out on ISC in April. Hey, listen, we're about to lose the live feed, so let's do this. Um, go to www.rtusports.com. Please go to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. Search Ready to Unload, and you can subscribe. Get every show downloaded. Two weeks from tonight, January 24th. On Thursday, we will be at Blue Haven, our sponsor bar, for a live W, live WTF. Yeah, not that. No. Live RTU. <laughs> That'll be a big crowd for that. <laughs> yeah, news to Marin. Mark Marin's like, I hate sports. Um, but we'll be there for a live, ready to unload, 7:30. If you're in the New York City area, please come down for uh, a beer, come down to eat, come down to hang out with us. We'll be in the back room doing the show, um, working on a guest for that. Um, t-shirts are coming, guys. Just please just get off my back. Uh, and lastly, of course, apologies to Elwood, man. That's what we're going to call this show. Apologies to Elwood. Sorry, apologies man. To we'll, we'll win him back. I hope so. I hope so. Cause he's a good I guy. got an account at Popcorn Palace. We'll send him something. <laughs> so, and now we are into overtime. Um, so, so, uh, here in the fun mode, uh, you wanted to. What were you going to do, Peach? You had. Hey, guess what? Guess what? Guess what's twenty years old? I don't know. Uh, Nirvana's "In Utero" album. Oof. All apologies. Oof. Um, Bjork's debut album. You may not like that one that much. Uh, Radiohead's "Pablo Honey" album. Wow. Counting Crows, August and Everything After. Right. Speaking right. of ang- <laughs> speaking, speaking right. of angsty. Oh come on. Pompous Rock. Right. Pompous That's Porn. 
That's uh, no good reason angst rock. Shoop by Salt and Pepper. You make That's me twenty wanna. years old. And oh. verses. Yes. Turns yep. twenty. The, the, the network. <laughs> no, the Pearl Jam. The album. Pearl Jam album. Oh. Yep. Arguably, there are many, many others better. on the list, but they don't, you know, they don't hurt your heart as much as those. Arguably better than uh, Ten. That's my favorite Pearl Jam album. Yeah. Versus. That's like the musician's favorite Pearl Jam album, I think. I like that album so much, I ended up writing song lyrics about waiting in line to get it. Ooh. Yeah, I uh, I waited in line to get that one at the little uh, record shop on Brown Street in universe, uh, at the University of Dayton. Yep. Sure did. Yep. Kids, uh, in the olden days, iTunes used to be in a store. You had to go get it. That's right. <laughs> uh, so what's the, what 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 else is the fun load? I thought you were going to do something with the Oscars. Uh, well, thanks for squashing my segue. Let's go right to the Oscars. <laughs> my bad. Uh, you know, at no time, really, at no time, relinquish any control to me over anything I do or say. It's fine. I'll just be here under your thumb. It's fine. Uh, what do you think about the Oscars? I think it's. Uh, I think we should fashion it into a solid, overrated, underrated. Interesting. Because I was looking at this list and I thought, hmm, are some of these movies a little overrated? Yes. I have not. I have not seen who's been nominated, so this will be fun for me. I'm looking at the nominees, and I'm. I'm you want to know how many of these movies I saw? One. <laughs> exactly one. No, uh, less. <laughs> well, let me let me start. Possibly because we're all family men now. Uh, have you seen any of the best animated feature? Uh, Brave was nominated. Because uh, I think there's there's a contractual thing that all Pixar movies have to immediately go into the nomination. Uh, Tara Norman, Wreck-It Ralph, uh, Frankenweenie, the Tim Burton thing. Didn't see Frankenweenie. But loved Wreck-It Ralph. Thought that was really well done. Ra- I thought Wreck-It Ralph was, yes, the, like the best... Disney release in years, and I, I think it was uh, Steve, do you actually know what better Wreck- than Brave. Do you know what Wreck-It Ralph is? I do. Okay. I haven't seen it yet, it was uh, but Wesley got a pair of Wreck-It Ralph uh, huge fists for Christmas, which, I've play- which I've played with quite a bit. Not gonna uh, Wreck-It Ralph has layers, man. That, that's The reason why I like Wreck-It Ralph is because that movie had layers. Yep. And you don't get there's not a lot of writing for animation that has like a second layer to it. Um, you know, I thought Toy Story had that pretty well. Yeah. Uh, and Wreck It Ralph has that. Hey PJ, let's let's see. Now Steve, you don't know who was nominated, right? I don't. I mean, I know the I know Best Picture. That's it. you know Best Picture. Okay, I did. Are we gonna quiz Steve on what he thinks might be nominated? I was going to, but he knows all the best, best pictures, so... I do know the best pictures. Uh, I don't know the actors. 
Did you know that Moonrise Kingdom got a nod for screenplay? No, but I'm ecstatic about it. Yeah. Great. But then again, so did Flight. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, really. People asking Denzel Washington questions about being drunk. That got nominated. <laughs> did you drink? Yes, I drank. But I landed the plane. But you drank? Oscar stamp. Boom. <laughs> you have that. That screenplay is sitting right next to Django Unchained. Wow. That's uh, that's nominated for best pick. Who are the uh, who are the actors? I know I know Bradley Cooper is one for uh, Silver Linings, which is by the way the only movie I saw that was nominated for best boy or for best picture. I thought you saw The Master. Did not see Didn't. The Master. No, oh, Joaquin is is nominated. Nice. Okay. As is uh, Philip Seymour for uh, supporting. That's best supporting. I got to imagine that uh, Daniel Day. Yep. Daniel well, he's, an, he's another rubber stamp. Yeah. He actually he gets the nomination when he signs the contract. Right. <laughs> it's actually in his. That's a rider in his contract. Why don't you just give it to me now? <laughs> right. He's extraordinary. What are you gonna do? He only takes one movie every five years because he, that's how long he needs to, you know, to get it right. I wonder uh, which persona do you see him signing the contract in? Like every day, Daniel Day Lewis. Is it is it Bill the Butcher? Is it uh, uh, <laughs> which 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 one of these is is he well, like every day? If it was the my left foot guy, that would make for funny meetings. That's exactly. But uh, you know what? I would not put it past him. Right. Like he that's shows up how, in character. That's how good of an actor he is. Uh, that he, he won't. He, he won't revisit though. No. Like he's. He's not like if someone asks him, uh, you know, give us a little bit of the so and so, you know, just to make us laugh or make us chuckle. He won't. He won't go there ever. No. He wants none of that. Did you see? Uh, did you see Lincoln? I've seen everything. You've seen them all. I've seen every movie on the list. Don't you have children? Shh. They think I go to work. My name is Daniel Plainview. <laughs> I'm going to sign this contract. <laughs> now, well, also for Best Actor... Certainly uh, I'll play Lincoln. I think just to outrage people is, is Hugh Jackman. Right. There are, you know... Why would that outrage anybody? A lot of people don't like the Hugh Jackman. You must know this. Oh, that's ridiculous. They're ridiculous people. Okay. Denzel. Now that's got ridiculous. The, got the nod once again for flying the plane. There's something about that plane movie. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like a real thing. <laughs> People are loving the plane movie. I guess. I, I guess. I, not, that's a Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, Bradley Cooper. Right. Who I you know uh, you, I, this is this is this is important because who took him seriously before this? He was very good. he was very good. And I had read that book. I had stumbled upon that book like two years ago. Before it was even being made, I think I told you this. Before it was being made into a movie, and um, he was pretty much what I envisioned when I, you know, it's very rare that you read a book and then they're making a movie of it. And the guy, the actor you have in your head when you're reading it, because I cast books when I read them. Yeah, sure. Um, is is spot on, and he was spot on. He really was. Hmm. No, he was very good. She was she was great too. 
It's a good movie. He doesn't get it though. There's there's no doubt that no. it goes to Daniel no, 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 yeah. This uh, I don't know why we're holding the contest. Right, we're not fooling ourselves with with a lot of these. No. Um, he's going to accept the award. <laughs> Be great if he accepted it as Daniel Plainview. For instance, best visual effects. They 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 threw one to uh, Snow White and the Huntsman. Do you, do you oh, think good. that one's going to pick up best, best visual? Effects? Well, those people have family. <laughs> they like to hear their names they read. Want, they want to get all dressed up nice. Uh, best actress is, is uh, seems like a big nothing category. Yeah, what Naomi, do we got for best actress? What do we got? You got we Naomi got? Watts for the movie Nobody Saw the Impossible. <laughs> That's not a great title for a movie. <laughs> By the way, what I can tell you yeah. is that last night on the People's Choice Awards, Robert Downey Jr. specifically gave a, a shout-out to Naomi Watts, uh, the best performance of anything he had seen in the entire year. Wow. She's awesome. She's incredible. And she's like even very, Even very in like I Heart Huckabees, she's incredible. Which is tough to do. I, I happen to love that movie. But oh, PJ, I do I love it? I think I, oh. I love that movie. Come on! No, I full on love it. Really? But I but I understand why it turns off nearly everybody. I really do understand why. But the I expe- I, uh, the expectations alone. What expectations did you have? I had great expectations for that movie. Think oh, about the director. Zero. Think about who's in it. Who's the director? The Everything. guy who yelled at her. Who is that? It's David O. Russell, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah. I believe it's the same guy. Let's see. David O. Russell. Who's nominated this year. Who is who's Silver Linings Playbook, is he not? Yeah, okay. I didn't realize he did the... Okay. Three And he did The Fighter, David O. Russell. Yeah. Silver Linings Playbook. Three Kings, which is a tremendous movie. Yes, it is. I Heart Huckabees. I think it's great. Crap to bed. I think so. I think it's great. Well, you would. You would. I guess so. I'm I'm that yeah. See people say that about me a lot. You would. That's just like you. That's just like exactly. <laughs> I saw this random thing and thought only PJ would like this. People send those Thanks, things. Thanks, PJ. Who else is uh who else there for the Gen- well, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Silver Linings Playbook. Yes, Silver Linings. She'll probably win. Uh Jessica Chastain, Zero Dark Thirty. Okay. He met Emmanuel Riva for Amor. Amor. Um, and Kuizan Wallace for Beasts of the Southern Wild. So you have three basic unknowns. Sure. And two first, names. First, first times. Okay. And 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 two names. I I, I don't think um, I don't think Naomi Watts stands a chance against uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, I don't think so either. Because but, it's a bigger name movie. I uh, wow, this is these are interesting characters. They went back to six, right, guys, for the best pictures. Nine. 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 Yeah, it's huge. Oh, well, they stayed at nine. Oh, then I don't know all of them. I thought it was six. Best no. supporting. Let's not forget my pick from four months ago. We all have. I said I said it on the show. I said Anne, I said you hear it now and the movie's not even out yet. Anne Hathaway will win the Oscar for Les Mis. Okay. But now I'm worried. Ooh, be careful out on that ledge. 
I'm a little worried now because someone dug up Sally Field for Lincoln. And that's, you know, it's costume drama versus costume drama. you got to watch out. That's true. Sally Field from Lincoln. Oofa. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. It's going to split the vote. It may, it may end up going to uh, Helen Hunt. Cal, will you go watch the Lincoln? I would love to if I could find some time to go see a movie. <laughs> you can't carve out three hours there? <laughs> I, just, I just don't have that, uh, the ability. No, I would lie. I'm He's really watching a lot of Knicks games, Steve. A lot of Knicks games. I'm watching a lot of Knicks games. My bad. <laughs> True. The Knicks keep playing. I don't know if you realize that. They go from game to game. They just never stop. <laughs> um, oh, well, and Amy, uh, Amy Adams for the yeah. master. For the master, she's been nominated before, right? For Julia and Julia. Yes. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of hers. How? Do you, where? Where are we on Amy Adams, guys? Meh. She was good in the Muppets. Rated. <laughs> Solid. I. This is a good time for that. I think Amy Adams is uh, is underrated. I think she's actually very, very good. But there is also something that I will admit is off-putting about her. I don't know what it is, but I've been told by many people, Amy Adams, I just don't like her. She seems like she's she thinks she's better than everyone. There it is. She puts on airs or something. She's acting! <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe that's it. <laughs> hey, Amy Adams, you think you're better than me? Did you see Enchanted? Wasn't she in that horrible Clint Eastwood baseball movie? Oh, Trouble, Trouble with the Curve. With, Trouble with the Curve. Okay, didn't see it. All right. But I hear it's a good baseball movie. Yeah. Oh, Trouble I would not. Script. You could not. I would not. No. You would not. No. I would not. Force what? you to watch that movie. I would not. Yeah, I wouldn't watch that movie on a bet. No Trouble chance. With the Curve. <sighs> Which you, you you should watch the Muppets and you should watch. I did, I did. I watched the other day. I watched the Muppets. Sunshine Cleaning Company. You ever see that one? And she was very, in the Departed. Not the Departed. The Fighter. She was in the Fighter. I don't have a problem with her. I I agree with Cal though. There's something a bit off. I think she's a really good actress, but I don't love her in everything as much as I'm supposed to. I think she thinks she's who Mormon. she is. She's a Mormon, you know. Maybe I did not did not know that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Is that, now, is that a true story? What about a blind Mormon? <laughs> Trouble with the curve. Now, is that a baseball move? Okay. Supporting uh, actor. Supporting actor is the best. Is the best thing of the night. Yeah, I'm looking now. Now I'm looking at him. Now I got him up. I got him up here. Punched it up. Uh, Arkin for Argo, which I He's really want to see as He's well. Uh, Robert De Niro for Silver Linings Playbook. You know what? I I like him. A lot because that was the first. Granted, I haven't seen any of the other movies. That was the first time in a really long time I saw De Niro not mailing it in. He was really I thought good. You call, did you? I thought you called me and said that you had just seen The Master. I guess that wasn't you. No, I said I wanted to see The Master. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, you're, you're you're confusing what I want to do and what I can actually do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman for The Master. Tommy Lee Jones. Okay. Tommy Lee Jones is nominated. All right. Already won. I'm going to win. He's okay. already won. Leave him alone. Leave him out. Nomination. Tommy Lee Jones, won't, he won't get a second for this. I think it's going to be Arkin or Hoffman. Everybody knows Tommy has Lee Arkin Jones. Has Arkin ever won before? Has yeah, he, ever... he won for uh, Little Miss Sunshine, didn't he? 
I don't remember. Did he? I believe he did. I don't know. Okay. Everybody knows I don't feel like it's De Niro's no. year, and and uh, Django is not going to get the votes. Christopher Waltz, though, isn't that the same guy from uh, 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 the Hitler one there? Mm-hmm. The other Tarantino. Didn't he win? Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Didn't he win? The Waltz type guy? Yeah. I believe so. All right. Okay. All right. Best director? Okay. Got some guys in here? All right. You got some Give me a Cal, there, Cal, give me, a, give me Mad Dog doing the best director right now. Give me Mad Dog. <laughs> the best director? <laughs> Let's see what we got here. What we got? Best director. You got you got Spielberg? Or what? Okay, Michael. Hold on. You got Spielberg? <laughs> I try to get it, Michael. Give me a second. Because Spielberg's a director. Okay. You got that Ang Lee. Ang Lee, the, the crouching uh, tigers. No chance. Hey. No, no chance. chance. Hey. No, no chance. chance. This, this year. No chance. Uh, David Russell. All right. That's a, that's a is he related? Player. Is he related to Bill? Is that a blind football player in that movie? Is that is that Bill Russell's brother? He's <laughs> a funny maker. And he's, he's a and he's a controversial director, so he won't win. Right. He's ben Zeitlin. Ben Zeitlin never heard him. What's he do? Beast of the Southern Wild. Now the nice. The nice thing about Beasts of the Southern Wild is uh, one of the uh, screenwriters uh, was uh, is a published playwright for Teresa's Company. Oh, how nice. Yes, and also a former member of our friend uh, RJ's EST troupe, Youngblood. Cool. That she is was a playwright for Youngblood. Yeah, so congratulations. I can't think of the young lady's name, but congratulations to her. Uh, she's nominated for a freaking Oscar, which is very cool. Yeah. I think a big snub in that category was uh, yeah. uh, Affleck for Argo. For Argo, right. A lot of controversy there. Yeah. Well, we, we all know how anti-Affleck Hollywood's been. It's been a rough go. He's too young. It's they, not they, his they, time. They've really shut him out. He was nominated for The Town, though, wasn't he? For Best Director? I feel like he was. Best Original Screenplay... Uh, uh, Amor, Django Unchained, Flight, Moonrise Kingdom, and Zero wow. Dark Thirty. Adapted is Silver Lines Playbook. It's a good book. It's a good book. Good book. Didn't read it. Uh, best Documentary Short. Yeah, I can't. All right. You you had me at hello. Best Original Song. Hello. Before My Time, Chasing Ice, Music. But what's happening here, fellas? Do you, you know recognize any of these songs? The I recognize song from, the song from Ted is the one that should win. Yeah, I I, I haven't watched all of Ted yet, but uh, I got it for Christmas and I've watched about the first twenty minutes and I was Skyfall. Rolling. Skyfall rolling. is the most boring Bond song ever made. And that's hard. It's it's boring. There have been some boring ones, PJ. <laughs> uh, you know, a song from Les Mis. Give me a break. That should should be excluded. And if you're writing a new song just to get the Oscar, I immediately don't like you. (laughs) So so Randy Newman need not apply at your house. Well, I'm just saying, you know, 
if you're staging a musical, then you can't get the nomination for best song because all the songs already existed. You didn't write it for the screen. And then they tag on this extra song, like uh, like when they did Evita, they tagged on, what is it, You Must Love Me or some other yeah. awful. That's <laughs> stupid. It only it only works if Randy Newman had done a song for Les Mis. <laughs> Maybe. That's, that's Maybe. how it works. Which I think Coming in France, and I love my pants. Everybody knows. We're going to have a revolution. <laughs> I was just about to say, which I think would go a little something like this. Little boy lost. His name is Gavroche. I think he's going to get shot in the head. You hear like the piano. We got a revolution. Randy Newman. I'm ending it, boys. I'm ending it there. That's it. That's it. No best picture. We're out. We're not going to do any better than that. That's it. Could that be louder? PJ, <laughs> final unload. There's no, there's no blood coming out of both my ears. There's a little blood coming out of your ear. All right. All right, the pick of the week. There's an album called Evelyn Evelyn by uh, song lady Amanda Palmer. And Jason Wibley, they got together and they made this thing called Evelyn Evelyn. And uh, it's basically like a story album and, a, and, a, and like a creepy uh, Bertolt Brecht play all in one about a conjoined twin um, who also writes music. It's, it's fabulous. Evelyn Evelyn. Check it out. My goodness, I'm exhausted. I haven't even listened to the album yet. I'm exhausted. It's like Rochelle I, Rochelle? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Bette Midler is on it. Cal Funnel Unload. I want to say that thank you for allowing us to rant about the Hall of Fame tonight. That's it. You're not going to hear anything more from us on it. We appreciate the ability, the, the opportunity to vent. Mike Piazza will always be a Hall of Famer whether he's in the building or not to us. And that's the last you'll hear of it. All right, excellent. And my final unload is a just a quick happy birthday to my niece who turned somehow, ridiculously, 16 years old uh, on Tuesday. Um, happy people. She really has just turned into just such a great person. And uh, I'm extremely proud to be her uncle and her godfather. The only one she's getting. All right. That's it. We'll see you all next week. Say goodnight to the people, Gracie.